China has always been known for its massive population size. It's home to 1.41 billion people. That means nearly one out of every five human beings on Earth lives in China. But now that number is shrinking for the first time since 1961. China's population has declined for the first time in more than 60 years. According to numbers released Tuesday by China's National Bureau of Statistics, the population in 2022 was just over 1.4 billion a drop of 850,000 from a year prior. So the recent news that Chinese population has declined for the first time in decades, in many ways is a big deal because it marks the end of this era of rapid growth and of cheap labor. If the labor costs in China are no longer cheaper than other countries, China will lose its comparative advantage in manufacturing goods for the rest of the world. Consequently, your prices of your iPhones, the prices of your cars, and many of these things are going to rise. And so the global consumer is going to feel what's happening. So what's happening in the bedrooms in China is actually affecting what's happening in the rest of the world. China has been implemented this one-child policy for 35 years, from 1980 to 2015. The reason for this is back in 1980, the Chinese government observed or predicted that in the future, China's population growth rate will be so high. And then there will be the famine problem, then the agricultural production will not meet the people's wants and needs. Many couples therefore chose to only have a son when restricted to just a one-child household. So consequently, after 30-something years, what you do have is a huge situation of missing women and surplus bachelors, something like 30 million surplus men who cannot find brides. That obviously has a lot of consequences for how do you make future babies for China, right? No women, that's a big problem. It costs a population to become too male, too old, and too few. Uh, reasons why the younger generation decide not to respond to the policy changes. Number one is the sheer cost of living. Just an ordinary city, if you're buying property, you're looking at 30 years of commitment to pay off your mortgage. Yeah, so this is a huge burden. In rural China, things are slightly different because housing uh, is cheap. However, education is a problem. And if you want to send your kids to secondary schools or universities, you must leave your village. You can imagine then boarding costs, all the fees, this all build up. Although the government relaxed this one-child policy to even three-child policy, but still we didn't observe much effect out of it. Uh, one reason is COVID recently, especially for the year 2022. Because 2022, the China still implemented this very stringent zero COVID policy. So most of people live in a very extremely inconvenient life. And many people got laid off because of this long time no show at work. That's why the birth rate in the year 2022 is very low. So from the domestic perspective, the real estate market, which was booming for the last 30 years, your first generation of homeowners coming in, is now stalled, partly as a result of COVID, but also partly as a result of a housing crisis, and also partly because of the population uh, growth slowing down. That's a long-term economic outlook that it's not helpful. Aging is catching up in China. It actually affects the quality of population, and they are not as productive 
us young generation. The aging population can make the government spend a lot of money on the welfare expenditure. Right, they pay more money、um, for the social securities, Medicaid, Medicare, and etc. And also, population shrinks. That means taxpayers shrinks. So. Lower amount of taxpayers indicate lower tax revenue, and then higher government expenditure. So the government budget deficit will be the result. Especially the last twenty-five years, China has embedded itself into global supply chains, and so we felt that very acutely, right, out of the COVID pandemic. Particularly as、uh, vaccines were rolled out and consumer spending boomed, there were bottlenecks at ports. There were semiconductor chip shortages as inputs to automobiles, and so the integrated success of globalization has now become a threat to the resilience of global supply chains. Now, China had for a long time been a manufacturing-based economy, so the source of cheap labor was very helpful to grow, and that's why very many of the world's factories relocated there. That's why it became the world's manufacturing. That's why your iPhones and your your cars and your solar panels are all made in China, and that's why we've all paid relatively cheaper costs for it. Unlimited supply of cheap labor from rural China is the engine of China's exports. Now, if you switch that off, China's cheap labor-based manufacturers will soon. Kind of a decline, and this will cause some kind of famine in goods. Certain things you can get very cheaply, not anymore. Cheap goods made in China, that part is over. India is poised to dominate the global economy for the rest of this century. Why? Because its population will overtake China this year in 2023, and in the next few years, its working age population will become the largest in the world. Now, India still has demographics so that it will continue to grow and add population in the subsequent decades. Indians are young; the average age is under 30. It's really a vibrant, young, educated workforce. I won't be surprised. In the next decade, India will be the workshop of the world. Population is only going to be one dimension of this. We have to think about infrastructure, about、uh, gender roles, gender equality, about the nature of the economy. And in that sense, of course, there are still、uh, fundamental differences between China and India. And I think, in many ways, India still has a lot of ground to gain. Just because you have plenty of young workers doesn't mean you have the roads or the factories or the financing or the logistics to take advantage of all those things and really make it come together. So, yeah, that's not that expectation at all. This population decline and this process of aging is almost irreversible. We can try to slow it down a little bit through、uh, increasing fertility rates, but that's not really the solution to anything. Because of course, babies don't work, babies don't pay tax, and so what we need to do is tackle some of the challenges of today, and that will require things like reforming the pension system, making sure that the health and social welfare systems are more adequate, but then also ensuring that China can do more with a smaller. Population involve increasing productivity, maybe reforming the education system, and so on. Suppose if the labor supply reaches a critically low point, the Chinese government 
might consider importing cheaper laborers from other countries to lower the cost of production, and to maintain its comparative advantage of its domestic products. And this will bring about even more benefits to other countries with cheaper labor. Foreign companies, foreign governments are aware that things are going. In one direction in China at the moment, a lot of companies are going to rethink their whole business model. Whether they would place any manufacturing or resourcing outside of China, whether they would、uh, be looking at other sources of consumption growth. The damage has been done. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. You just have to to minimize the damage in the future.